Let It Out with me. I'm your host, Katie Delbout. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I have really long form, usually a lot longer than today's episode, conversations with people that I find interesting, entertaining, funny, smart, wonderful people. And I have over 200 episodes. So if you like today's episode, go back, check out the archive. There's so much there. And I say this almost every week, but this is my favorite thing I've ever done. I've gotten to meet so many people through the guests that I've had on and the listeners that I've gotten to meet in person. And I'm just so grateful to have this medium and to be able to share and connect with people. Okay, so this episode is a little bit different. It was a bit shorter. I'm going to have to have Dr. Fishman back on to talk more about her personal life and get to know her even more. But this week we focused on our largest organ, which is our skin. And she's a dermatologist in New York City. And you'll hear how I connected with her, which is a really funny story. But we recorded this episode less than a week ago in her office in Tribeca. And I don't usually do this. I'm jumping out of order than what is recorded and releasing this episode now when I have many episodes on my computer that I recorded previously because I'm just honestly excited about it. And I think you are too because I posted in the listener Facebook group last week that I was having a dermatologist on the podcast. What do you guys want to know? And I got more responses in that post than I've ever gotten in anything I've ever posted in there. So first of all, if you haven't joined the secret Facebook group, feel free to join. It's great. There's a lot of cool people in there. And I just love connecting with everyone. We get to talk about the episodes and whatever we want. Anyway, so I posted in there. There were so many questions. There were so many comments and responses. So I guess you guys want to know about skin and talk about skin as much as I do. I think as women, we think about our bodies and we think about our skin a lot, just as people in general. So you asked about everything from acne to rosacea to aging to picking your skin, which is something that I deal with. And I had so many questions too. I struggled with acne and still do, knock on wood. My skin is like pretty clear today. Although I think I have one of those under the skin painful pimples cooking on my chin so if you could all send some uh, good vibes that way that would be great (laughs) hopefully i asked all the questions that you guys have i learned a lot and i really like dr fishman and i think you will too she was a lovely person and it will be very obvious from this episode but she's super smart and knowledgeable and wise and kind and has great bedside manner as a practitioner It's a shorter episode. She had to get to a Billy Joel concert with her family, with her son. And since it's shorter, we really specifically talk about skin. But like I said, I want to have her back on the future to ask more questions. But let's get to the episode as quickly as possible. I have a lot of announcements today, but they're all really good ones. So stick around and listen. First up, 
I have some good news. My good friend and friend of the podcast, two-time podcast guest, Jessica Mernan of the One Part Plant Cookbook and One Part Podcast Podcast and the Cookbook Deal Podcast. Anyway, she's great, and she's launching a brand new website this week, a brand new course, and it's called Know Your Endo. So if you have endometriosis, if you have painful periods, if you know someone who has any of those things, this is why this course exists. And you should tell everyone regardless because you never know who has endo or who might be struggling with their periods. It's a five-week program with audio sessions and printable resource pages. Just please at least click on the website because it is so beautiful. The design, everything Jessica does is so well done that I know this is going to be fantastic. But anyway, in the five-week program with the audio sessions and the printable resources, there's also access to a private community page, weekly live Q&A videos with Jessica. There's wellness expert interviews, bonus recipes, and endo-friendly brand discounts. It's really great, and I'm so proud of her. I know how hard she worked on this, and I know how knowledgeable she is in this subject. So get the early bird pricing, which is happening now. The course is out right now, and you can only get that early bird pricing from January 22nd to January 28th, and it's only $150. And the program will regularly be $199, So you might as well sign up early and tell all of your friends this is a way that you can support the podcast, my podcast as well, by clicking on the link in the show notes to let her know that I sent you. So thank you, Jessica, for creating this. I love you and I'm so proud of you. Speaking of our vaginas and speaking of other courses, another course that is about to be launching right now is Vaginal Kung Fu. And that is a course from friend of the podcast, Kim Anami. And I'm mentioning it again. I mention it every single year because every single year, some of you guys sign up for this course. It's a fan favorite. I did the course. Amanda, the producer of this podcast, did the course. If you have been curious about sex and your vagina and strengthening your vagina muscles in any way, this is the course for you. It walks you through jade egg work and lots of different things in terms of female anatomy and sexuality. And I found it really helpful and so did Amanda. So if you want to check that out, again, the link is in the show notes. If you have any questions, email us. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about and you don't know who Kimanami is, she is a past podcast guest. So go listen to that episode. We'll link to that in the show notes and that will explain all of this. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Cara Vitamins. You know Cara Vitamins if you've been listening for a while and you probably love them. You know that I love them. And they're a timely sponsor for this week's episode because we do talk about some supplements that can really help your skin like fish oil and a couple other things. So Carob knows that being healthier is a top New Year's resolution for a lot of people out there and maybe it's yours and Carob is there to help you feel your best. Vitamins and supplements can help you feel energized and stay focused as you tackle all of your 2018 goals and this company, I love them because they make it easy for you to stick to your goals 
of being healthier by taking the guesswork out of choosing the right vitamins. They make sure your body is getting all the nutrients and it keeps you able to do the activities that you love. Vitamins can help fill important gaps that your body is missing from your diet or give you that extra boost where you need it. All you do is you go online and you take this fun, short quiz that asks you questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle, and from there, it curates for you a personalized vitamin pack just for you in minutes, and all the recommendations are based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. It's great. I love them. Their subscription box is adorable. It includes monthly supplements for you individually wrapped in packets with your name on them. They're personalized, which I love, and they're easy to grab on the go. They're great for travel, and you can customize your subscription at any time, and they even offer vegan and vegetarian supplements. I love them. It's like having a one-on-one nutritionist without ever having to leave your house. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code Katie at checkout for 50% off of your first order. That's half off your first order by entering the code Katie, that's my name, K-A-T-I-E at checkout for 50% off your order. TakeCareOf.com, I love you. Hopefully you guys will love them too. Use the code Katie at checkout. Luckily, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by Splendid Spoon, friend of the podcast and my real life friend. We actually hung out last week. We got tea together at the wing. Her name is Nicole and she is the founder of this company. Hear all about how it started and her and her story. We were roommates at Wonderlust. I love her and I'm so excited that her company is a sponsor of my podcast. Splendid Spoon, if you don't know what they are and you want to know a lot more, go listen to the episode. If you want to know a little bit more, I'm going to tell you right now. They deliver wholesome, good-for-you soups and smoothies and nourishing plant-based bowls directly to you each week. You choose a plan and meals based on your needs, and they combine the power of plants and the power of science of slow cooking and nutrient bioavailability into a formula that easily fits into your daily life. It allows you to embrace home-cooked meals while having the time to balance doing all the things that you need to do and you love doing in your busy life. Each plan is totally customizable to fit into your dietary and lifestyle needs, and you can also get a weekly meditation and intention and Splendid Spoon wellness tips and life hacks from their amazing team. I actually know Hannah and so many amazing people on their team. I love this company so much. I want to hang out with them and I do on the regular. They also provide mindfulness training and have so many great other aspects to their business than just their splendid soups. But let me tell you, their soups are quite splendid, you guys. I eat them all the time. My roommate eats them. We keep them in the fridge and the freezer at all times. And it's just great to have in your freezer, you know, especially this time of year, you come home, you don't really want to cook, but you're freezing, so you want something warm. What better than soup? Check out Splendid Spoon. I love them. You can get $20 off your first order, $20, or off any of the plans by going to splendid.to slash let it out 20. That's splendid.to slash let it out 20. 
Thank you, Splendid Spoon. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for listening. Stick around to the end of the episode, and I'm going to let you know who's coming up on the show next week. Thank you so much for doing this, and I've had so many experts on. I've had therapists and experts in so many different fields, but I've never had a dermatologist or someone to speak on skin, and so I discovered your work online, like I mentioned to you, and I was so blown away by the intense body of work that you have and your informative videos from everything from pregnancy skin problems to how to deal with a very large zit, how to pre- which I think is how I found you, <laughs> how to prevent blackheads. And I just like went down this wormhole of your work. And this is what I was most excited to tell you. So I have this secret Facebook group of the people who listen to the podcast. They're all in a Facebook group. And a lot of the times I'll be like, oh, I'm having this person on or whoever. And I was like, I'm having an expert on skin. What do you guys want to know? Yeah. And I got more responses this week for that thread than any other thing I've ever had on. So it's just... I'm not surprised. Everyone wants to talk about skin. Yes. Including me. Yes. So I'm excited. Great. Thank you for doing this. Sure. Um, Okay, so... Like I said, you are super knowledgeable and from what I can tell, super passionate about skin. So I first want to know, how did you get into skin and did you always know you wanted to be a dermatologist? Where are you from? Tell me everything. Right. <laughs> um, I have kind of a sur- like circuitous path to dermatology. Um, I actually went to med school thinking I was going to do OBGYN mm. because in college I translated an OBGYN clinic. And... I went to med school and I realized I did not want to do OBGYN and so then I actually applied for internal medicine and I was uh, pretty interested in palliative care in uh, in cancer patients mm-hmm. but I realized I hated being in the hospital and I just like looking at people meaning I don't like looking at a screen of numbers and trying to figure out yeah. what's wrong with you. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. Like I'll be able to tell you in 10 years that you had pink hair and a gray sweater. That's just how I'm <laughs> yeah. made. And, and I realized, you know, and the Freudian part of this is that both my parents are dermatologists. Mm. And I think I was just running, running, running away from yeah. that. And then finally I just claimed it because I love That's it. So and, um, you know, I was that kid that always liked getting creams. Like my parents would bring me all the samples from the Amer- American Academy of Dermatology um, meetings. And they would bring me like the hotel, like creams. You know, I was always liked getting that. And I've always liked it, you know. And I love what I do because I think, first of all, I get to work with all kinds of people, which I love. And I really like making people feel good about the way they look. And I think you can do it in an ethical way and in a way that's really loving and warm. And yeah. and I think people so much of how they feel about themselves is what you see, whether that's right or wrong. You know, yeah. it's, um, and so if I can help people feel better about the way they look, I can help them feel better about who they are in yeah. an in indirect way, you know? That's so true. It's like, whether it's right or wrong, it's the world we live in. Yes, you know? it's we what have, everyone sees, yeah. you know? People don't see the your goodness of your heart right, right when they meet you. Right. You know, For they notice patients. your hair, your yeah. wrinkles, you know, or whether yeah. you're heavy or whether you're thin. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so yeah, I really love what I do. Mm. So, are you from New York? I grew up in, so that's, my parents are South American Jews. My dad is Peruvian. My mom is from Venezuela. Okay. And, um, but I was born in New York and raised in New York until I was, a kid, and then we moved to Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. And But I still went to school in New York. So, yes, I'm from here. <laughs> Do you have brothers and sisters? Yes, I have a brother. I'm the oldest. I'm the bossy oldest sister. <laughs> uh, I have a brother who's 
um, doing his psychiatry residency. Okay. Um, he's 39, and then I have a brother who is almost 34 who lives in Austin. Okay, cool. Yeah, and he's not a doctor. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you being the oldest, I guess that makes sense that you were the first one to follow their footsteps. It'd be really funny if all three of you were dermatologists. Yeah, that would be <laughs> way too much of a freak show, but yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I, I want to know more about you, and I want to just like keep, I have more questions about you, but I feel like we kind of need to jump into yeah, all of these questions sure. that everyone asked. So, like I said, there were so many, and your work covers so many things so I hope whatever we can get to I'll have the links in the show notes to other things that you've done but I try to kind of group these questions as much as I could I organize them in my notes so I started with acne and I want to talk some of the specifics but first of all maybe we could start more broadly and then I could go to some of these specific questions sure and acne is a good one because that's been like my biggest struggle in my life, so I feel like I'm a good person to ask questions about this. So maybe let's start with, you know, why do so many of us deal with acne outside of just our teenage years? So uh, I think it's a mistake to think of acne as a teenage problem. I mean, it's really not. It's, you know, I have so many women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s that have acne, men too, but especially, you know, women come to dermatologists more, of mm -hmm. course. And the thing about acne that's so hard for people is they want to say, what can I do to stop acne? And it's there's so many factors that go into it. First of all, genetics is probably the most important mm -hmm. factor. And, you know, genes are your friend, and sometimes they're not your friend. Yeah. Then it's hormones. And a lot of people are like, but my hormones are normal. My OBGYN tested them, and they were normal. It's not just the level of hormones. It's sort of how your skin how receptive your skin is to the hormones. So I always tell my patients, you know, that have hormonal acne, if there were 10 testosterone particles floating around in the air, your skin would take eight and mine would only take two. And that's why you have hormonal acne and mm. I don't. So it's sort of the sensitivity of our skin to testosterone. Um, then I think there's the whole lifestyle component. And I definitely think diet does play a role in acne. I think stress plays a large role in acne. I think lack of sleep plays a role in acne. And I think pollution plays a role in acne as well. Um, because all of these things basically are creating um, more inflammatory conditions in mm -hmm. the body. And at the end of the day, you, most skin conditions are inflammatory conditions, including acne. So I think there's a lot that goes into it. And I feel so bad because sometimes patients come to me and they're like, I'm vegan. I exercise yeah. every day. I mean, they are living the perfect, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat gluten. Yeah. I don't eat this. Oh my gosh. You know, they're trying so hard and they have acne is devastating, you know? So I try to remind them there's a lot of factors that go in and we have to try to deal with all of them. You know, the lifestyle component is just one right. and it's definitely one that has to be addressed but there are other you know factors that are sometimes less in our control yeah I know that for me I've it's the whole mother story yeah but people who are listening know I've, I've had like so many different things with yeah. wellness getting too into wellness to the point where it was an eating disorder and being so rigid about yes food and all these things and a lot of that came because my skin got really bad. So I thought if I just ate perfectly and if I just, and that caused more stress and it didn't help my skin. It was Correct. when I started to just be more chill about it and yes. enjoy food and also, you know, be mindful and think about my stress levels. That's when things cleared up. And also there are times where like sometimes things just happen to your skin yes. and it's, it's okay. And to know that, like you said, it's like, there's so many factors. It's not you. We can't. We want to control all of our life. I think as women, absolutely, and we can't. And this is like one element that you know. You, it's really 
challenging that we can't control because it's everyone can see it first on our face. Yes. And there's something else also. I think there's a real misconception about women having two hormonal points in their life, one when they get their period and one when they go through menopause. The, the reality is so much more complex, you know, and we have hormonal shifts going on throughout, you know, from when we get our period to perimenopause to menopause. It's not just these two set points that are, you know, determining everything. There's lots going on, you know, in between those two points yeah. that I think factor in as well. Yeah. Okay. So many questions here. So I really like how your work blends natural remedies and other things when necessary. And I know every case is super unique of of acne and all skin conditions. But if you had to recommend broadly, and I know this is so hard, but some of this is a question that was asked a bunch of times on that thread, what supplements for acne and, you know, diet, do's and don'ts, chocolate, people have wanted lots of questions about that. Um, How do these things impact acne specifically? And what are some home remedies or just some like broad strokes things that you think could help everyone? Sure. Um, Diet wise, I think there's two things that have been really borne out by actual scientific studies. And one is cow's milk is not your friend if you have acne. And if you must drink cow's milk, uh, whole is better than skim. Skim was worse in terms of acne. And um, when I say cow's milk, I mean it specifically in ice cream and milk. Cheese and yogurt don't seem to be a problem, mm-hmm. although I do have patients, they just feel that their acne is better when they stop all dairy. But a lot of people are very all or nothing, you know, yeah. in terms of their skin as well. But I tell people if you can avoid cow's milk in either milk or ice cream, that's great. Um, the other thing that has been borne out is a high glycemic index diet is bad for acne. So you want to eat a low glycemic index diet. And for your listeners that don't know what that is, it's basically eating foods that don't increase your blood sugar quickly. So, you know, a donut has very high glycemic index. You know, a piece of broccoli has like no glycemic index. And the reason is when you eat a lot of sugar that's processed, especially that raises your blood sugar quickly. It has a whole cascade in the body that increases inflammation and increases testosterone, you know, via other mechanisms to your skin. So I would say diet, get rid of cow's milk if you can, and just less sugar. You know, candy is no good. Donuts are no good. Soda is no good. Anything that raises your blood sugar quickly. Now, that being said, I love ice cream. I don't not eat ice cream. You know, just be aware of it and you know it shouldn't be an everyday habit you know if you have acne um I think in terms of supplements it does differ from person to person especially if I think there's a hormonal component versus not but my I make an acne supplement and what's in it is vitamin a which is like natural accutane um it has zinc uh which is very good for acne it has niacinamide which is vitamin b3 which is very good for acne And it has selenium, which is a mineral that people have been found to be deficient in that have acne. And so basically, these are all kind of anti-inflammatories. A word about zinc, um, you have to take it with food or you get nauseous. And gluconate is the best form to absorb versus oxide or some of the other forms. Do you sell this on your website? Yeah, I I don't sell it on my website. Um, I will sell it if someone calls the office. Okay. but uh, because so everything in it is some, not FDA, well, everything in it is natural, and, and yeah. you know, and everything, and you can get pregnant on it, and it's basically just like an anti-inflammatory supplement for skin, um, cool. and it does it does a lot of my patients do great on it, and a lot of my patients they come to me they want a more natural approach, yeah, you know, so those great. are kind of the the ingredients that I I look for. Yeah. Um, I always tell people try to be the least 
inflamed person you can be. Again, I'm really into sleep and, you know, yeah. quality sleep. Um, and, um, and I don't put people on really restrictive diets because I think then they get, uh, it becomes another source of anxiety, yeah. like you said before. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. So if someone listening doesn't uh-huh. live in New York yeah. and wants to get the supplement, they can call your office yeah. and you guys will ship it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it's not crazy expensive because yeah. it's a quality like control thing for me. Calls you know, about well, this. I hope it helps people. Yeah. Does. <laughs> no, this is this is great. I I feel like with acne. So here's my like story with acne. Yeah. I got it really bad when I was a teenager in high school. Went to a dermatologist and I had a terrible experience at a dermatologist. It was this man yeah. who was not very nice yeah. and almost like put me down because of my Aww. skin. It was terrible that and I is. came out crying. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. And then and just was like Accutane, Accutane, Accutane yeah. and I was scared of that yeah. and didn't want to do it. And then um, we went to this other dermatologist. My mom was like, okay, that man was creepy and weird. Yeah. And took me to another dermatologist who was lovely and knew her stuff. It was a woman. Yeah. And she was like, okay, let's do a couple other things. But if it doesn't clear up, you can always try Accutane. It'll be there, but let's do a couple other things. And she came up with a cocktail of topicals. And I think she did put me on some sort of medication, uh-huh. but it ended up clearing up and it was fine. And then it kind of came back uh-huh. when I was older and I was able to hear it kind of more naturally. But one thing that I've kept using, I use mostly natural skincare products, but I use this product called, it's a retinate called Differin. Yes, of course. And now you can get it over the counter, but yes. back when I was in college, or when I was in high school, you couldn't. It was a prescription. Right. But I buy it over the counter now, and if I have a, I use mostly natural stuff, or all natural stuff other than that, but I use that, and it's something that, knock on wood, like, my makes my skin stay pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. Is there any, lo- like, what do you think of that? Are there any long-term effects that are negative of using that? Is Retin-A, like, a, something that you would recommend to someone like me? Um, retinoids are kind of the first line of defense uh, yeah. against acne, and Differin is one of the retinoids, and it's actually pretty great, I think, that it's yeah. available over the counter yeah. because prescription medic- medicines have become so expensive. Right. So I'm a huge fan of retinoids, and Differin is one that's less irritating, so mm-hmm. it's a good one for people who have more sensitive skin. Um, what I would say with all the retinoids is you want to, um, it works, I think, better as an area treatment than a spot treatment, okay. um, you know, in the areas you're getting acne, and to moisturize on top so you don't get yeah. irritated. I personally use uh, tretinoin, which is the active ingredient in Retin-A for anti-aging. I have mm-hmm. for 16 years. So not only are you getting benefits for yeah. acne, but you're actually getting anti-aging benefits as well. Uh, yeah, I love it. I do that exact thing. I yes. use it, like, in areas, and I put moisturizer over it, and I was just like, this is great, and it's working for me. I wonder if there's any long-term negative effects, but it sounds like it's great. I really don't think there are any negative effects. I only tell people to not use it during pregnancy. Okay. Cool. All right, so what have we got on here next? So this is a big one and a big one for me. So along with acne comes with those super hard to get rid of, painful zits that you have a video about this, which I, like I said, I think this or maybe a different one is maybe how I found you, but what do you recommend to get rid of those? What causes them? And then I think you spoke about aspirin being a a quick fix to heal a pimple and how that can be helpful. And maybe just walk us through, like you get one of those really terrible pimples what are what are kind of the things to do to minimize the effects of them and make them go away quickly? Okay, so those are awful to get because the they take a very long time to go away and they leave this mark. Ideally, you 
have a good relationship with a dermatologist. And so I tell my patients, if you have one of these really big cysts, you know, um, you call the office, come in, we'll inject it with some cortisone, which is anti-inflammatory, and it will help it go down. That really is the best. That is what I do myself if I have a big pimple. Now, sometimes you can't get to a dermatologist, or maybe some of your listeners live far away from any dermatologist. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can... Definitely, or they're traveling exactly. The most important thing is do not pick it because nothing is coming out, and you're just going to increase the inflammation. And the more inflammation you have, the more likely you're going to scar. I feel like I need to like have people. <laughs> Hello. Look at that on a, <laughs> say that again. Do not pick. Be clear. Because yeah. that's like the thing that we want to do. Very much. As people. Yes. There's like, this idea that there's something in there that you have to yeah. get out. It's not like that. It's really all inflammation, and the inflammation is very deep. So it, no, there's nothing to pop. The inflammation is very very deep. That's why a cortisone injection is great. You can use um, a little over-the-counter um, 1% hydrocortisone because that's basically at least going to get down the you inflammation like over-the-counter. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cordaid is, you know, one brand. doesn't matter what okay. you get. Um, the thing with aspirin is, you know, aspirin is salicylic acid, which is in a lot of over-the-counter acne medicines. And so you can always, if you're really in a pinch, you can, you know, crush up an aspirin, mix it with a little water, and just dot it on the pimple. But just be careful because it can be very irritating to the skin around it. So just try to get it right on the pimple. Another um, natural spot treatment that I love is Manuka honey. Mm. Um, Manuka honey comes from New Zealand and it's really anti-inflammatory and antibacterial. And you just want to make sure that you get one that says UMF or K factor, at least 16. That's how they sort of measure the potency of the Manuka honey. But that's another little trick that I really, really like. Um, warm compresses can help as well. But really the most important thing is to try not to pick it um, because, again, the more inflammation you yeah. cause, the more it's going to like be likely to scar and stick around. Yeah, I've learned that the hard way so Yeah, of many course, times. exactly. And like I said, an injection, it really works really well yeah. if you can manage to do it. Yeah. What is the cause of those? Because sometimes my skin will be great, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get one of those deep under-the-skin pimples somewhere on my face. Yeah, I think in the often when it's on like the mandible, like the lower half of the face, it's usually hormonal, and it happens mm-hmm. before your period, and that's because there's a, um, a spike in progesterone right before your period, and that's what's causing the pimple. And then I think when people are really stressed out, again, you know, stress leads to this whole cascade of things in the body. It increases cortisol, increases something called insulin-like growth factor. It's complicated, but the bottom line is it's going to end up increasing testosterone, and your skin is going to take up the testosterone and, you know, make one of these big pimples, yeah. you know. yeah. Okay, cool. So travel sometimes, I find. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. I find that when my patients who travel a lot, they always get one of these big cysts after they, they travel. That happens to me, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So if you, with with pimples like that, um, and I know you, it's so challenging because you feel them all day. Yes. And even though I, I find often... Other people can't see them. Right. Like, I'll be talking about it all the time, and my yeah. boyfriend's like, stop talking about it. I don't even see it. Right. But I, because it's painful. Yes. And you can, do you have any advice for, this is maybe a silly question, but how to remind yourself, to, other than knowing the information you know that it doesn't help, reminding yourself to not touch it, to not pick, and how to, like, get your mind off of it? Like, do you have anything <laughs> that you tell your Oh, God. You know, I, I would say go to a yoga class, but yeah. that's what I do whenever I'm fixating on something that's not yeah. particularly healthy for me. Uh, God, it's so, you know, that's it's just really, really hard. It's just like yeah. keep telling yourself, 
okay, I want to do this, but it's not going to help if I do it. And just remember, other people are not noticing it as much as I'm mm-hmm. noticing it because it really is often true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish yeah. I had a, a better, brilliant answer. I wish you had a magic wand. So do, yes, <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be in all my patients' homes and yeah. like look in the mirror with them and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it'll you go know? away. Well, I think this is a good question to follow that up with. So let's say you did pick it or just sometimes when you get the scarring from a pimple that took a long time to go away. And this is something that I'm so excited to personally ask about because I I have these scars or brown spots and sometimes they can be so, so stubborn. Like I have one, I have like a weird scab on my arm. Yeah. And I picked at it, which I shouldn't have done, but I did. And this was, like, maybe almost a year ago, yes. and I still have this mark, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be old, and I'm going to still, it's like a tattoo that I have <laughs> right. that I don't want. So what, how, or what are some ways to get rid of those spots? So, you know, brown spots, some people, people that have darker complexions tend to get brown spots after pimples, mm-hmm. whereas people who have more light skin tend to have red spots after. And the reason I differentiate between them is because we treat them differently. So for brown spots, we have fading creams, and probably the most common is hydroquinone, which you can get over the counter. Um, But it takes like three months, even using the hydroquinone every night to really... So people need to keep that in mind because they expect miracles in like a week. For red is that marks, a prescription? no, they have four percent is over the uh, is prescription and two percent is over the counter, okay. um, and then sunscreen is really important mm. eat for both the red marks and the brown marks because the sun will worsen them. For red marks, unfortunately, they're not great creams over the counter that can help reduce redness. We do have one prescription uh, cream called Rofade, which is used for rosacea to help reduce redness, but I give it to patients sometimes that have red marks left over from pimples because it helps temporarily reduce the redness. And then I do laser on those, and that can be very effective as well. So those are like the pigment, the red pigment versus the brown pigment. Um, Then you have like actual scarring where, you know, people might see pits or little... Mm -hmm. um, the skin texture is not normal. Yeah. For that, my favorite treatment to use for that is uh, microneedling. And um, I happen to use one in the office called um, the Eclipse Micro Pen. And I, it's been a game changer for acne scarring for me yeah. and for any textural abnormalities. But now you can buy derma rollers on Amazon and just, you know, you got to not go crazy, but using a derma roller at home over any textural scars from acne can really help as well soften up the scars. Basically, you're breaking up the scar tissue, which is the abnormal collagen, and then you can simulate normal collagen to grow. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so something I think related to acne is pores. Yes. And we got a lot of questions on pores. Yes. And blackheads. So maybe let's start with why do some people have larger pores than others, and some have blackheads, and some don't, and are there ways to shrink pores and prevent them from clogging? So pore size is really genetic, um, but there's a couple things that hold true. Everyone's pores get bigger as they get older, Mm. whatever they started with, which sucks. Um, But um, some people will just naturally have smaller pores, some will have larger pores. So that's like the first thing is that you can blame or thank your parents. So that's the first thing. In terms of what, nothing can shrink the pores just like you can't change your eye color for, you know, permanently. But there are ingredients that can help reduce 
the way the pores look. And one of them is retinoids, which we already talked about, including differin, including tretinoin, which is a generic retin-A, um, including Tazerac, which the generic is Tazeratine. So all the retinoids can help reduce the look of pores and definitely clear blackheads. The other ingredients that are good for that is acids like alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids, polyhydroxy acids. So to give you an example of an alpha hydroxy acid would be glycolic acid, which is might be one you see, um, but there like are others. Facial peel? It could, well, you can do facial peels at home or facial peels at you know a dermatologist okay. or a spa, but any acids are gonna help reduce the appearance of pores. And you know, if you have very oily, acne-prone skin, salicylic acid is a good choice. You know, if you have very sensitive skin, and like you have rosacea and your skin gets very angry easily, mandelic acid, which comes from almonds, is a very good choice. But basically, all these these groups of acids, and there are many, malic acid comes from apples, there are many, but they all help reduce the appearance of uh, pores and also help kind of get rid of the blackheads mm. as well. I think retinoids are great for preventing the blackheads from coming yeah. in the first place. I'm a big retinoids person, as you can see. Um, it's the thing I wouldn't give up. You know, that in sunscreen, I would never give up. Yeah. You know, and I could pretty much give up anything else for skin <laughs> except those two things. Um, I think some of the clay masks work really well um, for for pores. There's many different clays, and unfortunately, you have to play around to see what works best for mm -hmm. your skin. So um, I had a patient recently, and, and he's tried like five different clays, and his favorite was Moroccan red clay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's different for everybody, but I do think clay can sort of temporarily. I don't think there's any, you know, yeah. long term, but I think temporarily. The other thing, and I know this sounds really crazy, mm -hmm. but a lot of people have magnifying mirrors and I would feel so happy if people threw yes. away their magnifying mirrors because they yes. are evil. And yes. if I had a magnifying mirror, I would never leave the house. Yes. You know, you look at you, you start you start obsessing over yes. all these like you, these sort of imperfections that no one really sees. But of oh course with gosh. a magnifying mirror you see. Yes. So if I looked at a magnifying mirror I'd be like Oh my God, my pores are so big. I can't even leave that. I, I just, I really am, I really think women have to start being nicer to themselves. Yes. And yes. get rid of magnifying mirrors. I love that. You know, I and love because that. really, you probably don't have as big pores as you think. But my God, if you're looking at the magnifying mirror, it looks mm -hmm. like, you know, chasms. Right. You know? Yeah. There, it's so funny. There, it reminds me of this episode of Sex in the City yeah. where Charlotte is about to move in with yeah. one of her husbands. And right. She's like, I don't want to. I'm gonna have to live with a boy, and I'm gonna like. Sometimes I like to pick and look at my skin for hours, and I was like, "Oh my god, I relate to that." It's like such a like alone in your bathroom thing, and even like the lighting in the bathroom. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even want the lighting to be that intense because no one needs to see themselves yeah. that up close. Like yeah. I have a hard rule of like no three-way mirrors and yeah. dressing rooms. Like I rather just buy the clothes, try them on in the privacy of my own so home, funny. and then take them back because yeah. we just don't need to see our bodies that closely or yeah. our pores. Yeah, I agree. So I think, you know, I think um, people, because so many people come to me and they're like, and my pores are really big. And you know what I say? I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah. I, I said, get, I, and I said, do you have a magnifying mirror? Yes, get rid of it. Your pores are not big. You know, these are things you can do if you think they're big and you want them to look smaller, the things I just said to you, but get rid of the magnifying yes. mirror. You know, they're not. And sometimes patients are like, I'm so so happy you don't think my pores are big you, you would tell me right so of course I would tell you you yeah. know so yeah it's so like half the people who ask that question you don't have big pores yes yeah <laughs> I'm gonna write back to them today to let them know that. okay so I think you have a video on this this is related to pores and I think this is actually how I found you what but, but okay so 
I had a very large pimple. My yeah. first pimple, I, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in yeah. eighth grade. It was yes. the first one I ever had. Yes. And it was right in the middle of my nose. Yes. And it was right around holiday time, so I right. felt like I looked like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. And I was so scared because I didn't really like know what was happening. And, of course, I picked it yes. because I just like didn't know what else to do. And it left like this really big hole in the middle of my nose, which I still have, and I've been like thinking about my whole life because I, it's just like a big pore. Yes. And I, I think I was like on a wormhole on Dr. Google, like trying to figure out yeah. what this was once. And I, and it, I don't know if I wrote down the name, but somebody else asked this exact same question. I'm like, I am your girl. I'm the person yeah. asked that question because I actually know exactly what you're talking about because I had that too. Yeah. And I think theirs was somewhere else on their face, but yeah. basically a really big whole yes. still or poor. Yes. Um, and I'm so self-conscious about my yes. nose in general. And then this, and it's like the one thing that like, I'm always self-conscious about what is that? Is there a name for that? Is that something that, I mean, it could be an ice pick scar. It's mm-hmm. hard, uh, that might be, you know, there's different kinds of acne scars. And so depending on what kind of acne scars, depending on what you're going to use to treat it. But, it, um, Sometimes people have dilated pores, and it's just called a dilated pore. I think, yeah, you know, and then sometimes it's an, which is different from an actual scar. But again, besides the things you know we already talked about, we have many more treatments like microneedling. I didn't even talk about it in that video because it didn't really exist in the United yeah. States then, you know. And now we have better lasers, you know, that we can use as well. So there's there's definitely more hope oh, than there used to be. Is that something in dermatology that there's always more things? Yes. I mean, the that. great thing about being in dermatology is um, whether you're more on the medical side or more on the cosmetic side, and you know, I'm kind of 50-50, but uh, there's just always new things coming out. You know, our, it's just been a, amazing. You know, I've been in practice now almost 15 years. It's just been an amazing 15 years in terms of what we can do that we didn't used to be able to do and what we can do more safely than yeah. what we even used to be able That's to so do. Cool. One thing about microneedling that I yeah. want to mention, because I love it, but what's great about it is you can do it on skin of color and a lot of lasers you can't do on skin mm. of color. And that's really important because, you know, I just read, I think by 2050, over 50% of the United States is going to be not Caucasian. So, you know, as a dermatologist, you have to be very aware of what's safe to use on different skin types. So mm-hmm. that's what's nice about, yeah. And microneedling yeah. can be used on any part of the face. face. Yes. Nose. Like yes. Any. It's great for the nose. Cool. Yeah. Actually, it makes pores look, it's one of the things patients oh. like about it is it really makes pores cool. look smaller. Okay. Well, I want to talk about yeah. getting appointment <laughs> after this. So one thing that actually I wrote down in relation to this because it, it, aggravates this for me is the sun if I'm in in the sun it kind of aggravates everything but um and there were so many questions on on sun exposure so kind of the next I guess we're moving out of acne the next thing I got a lot of questions about was aging so from there I would love if you could kind of give some tips or your thoughts about aging for we have so many different listeners to this podcast the majority are in their 20s or around my age in their late 20s or in their 30s, but also if we could talk about the, you know, for the 40s and the 50s kind of things that you think people should think about in terms of aging and and maybe start with sun exposure. Sure. Um, You know, the problem is the sun feels good, but it really is our number one ager, you know, and maybe number two is cigarettes. You know, I I often ask people who they want to are interested in cosmetic treatments and I say do you smoke and if they say yes I'm like honestly you're wasting your money if you're paying me for cosmetic treatments yeah. because your skin is never going to be good if you don't stop smoking I'm really you know very 
much believer in not smoking for your health in general, of course, but especially for your skin. So um, sun exposure is the biggest ager and um, tanning beds are also another real disaster because they use very strong UVA. And not only does UVA increase your risk of melanoma, um, but it is a very big ager. So if I had to say to people, that were your ages don't smoke and don't use tanning beds. Yeah. I am not crazy. I don't live my life in a cave. I was in Mexico. I'm a little tan. Like, right. I live my life. You know, I'm not crazy. Right. But, you know, I do really do protect myself from the sun. And I think what's great about your generation is that they are paying much more attention to it. So I have many more people coming in pale after vacation mm -hmm. because they're so paranoid about aging from the sun, and it's probably a good thing in the long run. Um, so I think it's great that women your age are thinking about what it already. What do you recommend yeah. specifically, sorry to interrupt no. you, about the sun exposure, though? Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, like mm -hmm. you said, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. I was in Hawaii for a wedding a couple months ago, and I spent so much time on the beach, and I wore a little bit of sunscreen, but yeah. part of me, I have this in my head from when I was a kid, it would always make my acne better, yes. being in the sun. You're right. It so does. I'm kind of like, oh, my skin's so great once it's like, yeah. and it makes me feel better to have a little bit of color like I do in the summer because yeah. it makes kind of the scarring, my skin's more even, so yes. the scarring, I feel com more comfortable without makeup. Yes. So I'm just trying to like, in my mind, figure that out like what what do you recommend like you said you were in Mexico you enjoyed yourself like yeah. is it just wearing sunscreen like what do you yeah um I'm a big broad brimmed hat person okay. I have a really really cute sun hat I have like three um so something cute yes <laughs> that's what it is you know then you don't mind wearing it so yeah I'm a, I'm a big sun hat person um you know, I walk down the beach and I have like a beach cover up on, you know, I just really try to not overdo it, but I go swimming and I don't always wear a rash guard when I go swimming, you know, right. um, again, I try not to be a fanatic about yeah, anything like with the food. Yeah. You know, um, I try not to be a fanatic. So I have a few like hard and fast rules. So I always wear sunscreen. I think you got to wear 30 and up. Um, honestly, above 30, it's very similar. So you're getting you know, with SPF 30, you're getting, you're blocking 94% of the UVB rays. And then with 50, you're blocking 97%. The numbers are confusing. Remember, the numbers only uh, refer to UVB, not UVA. And UVA is a big culprit in mm -hmm. aging. So that's why you want to get something that says broad spectrum. I'm do you, a, yeah. Do you have a specific sunscreen, especially for the face, that sure. you recommend? I uh, I use Elta MD. That's what I use on me and my family. I use okay. Elta MD UV Clear every day, and it comes and in tinted and non-tinted. You can buy it online. I sell it in the office, oh, cool. but it's not super hard to find. It's like thirty bucks, so it's not cheap, cheap, but it's not crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, I Is think that it's an like the Rolls Royce. Thing or like a That's an everyday one. thing. Okay. It's called um, Elta MD UV Clear, and then like when I'm in the sun, I use their UV Sport. Um, okay. and, or their UV elements. The UV sport I use on the body and the UV elements I use on my face because that's water resistant. So the everyday one, I don't do water resistant because it feels yeah. tacky, you yeah. know? Um, and I'm really good about sunscreen and I'm, I'm really habitual about it. You know, it's just like I brush my teeth every day. I wear sunscreen every day. And it doesn't irritate your skin to, the, like it wouldn't cause acne? The Elta MD UV Clear, what I love about it mm -hmm. is I don't wear makeup and I don't like a lot of stuff on my face. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very, very light and it's actually meant for people with acne and rosacea. And it has niacinamide in it, which is vitamin B3, which I talked about orally before. Yeah. And topically, it's very good. So it will not break you out. Cool. Yeah, cool. and I love it. And, you know, I just, again, you know, 
it's not that I get no sun, but I'm just kind of careful about it. And what people don't like to hear is it's not just the sunscreen, it's the amount of time you spend in the sun. So Mm -hmm. if you spend eight hours with SPF 30, you're getting a lot of sun. You're still getting a lot of sun damage. But again, you know, I think just trying to live life in the middle is probably not a bad thing to do, you know, with sun exposure too. So when we were talking about aging before, sun's Sun exposure yeah. and sunscreen is yeah. a big one. Yeah. What are some other things other than, you know, not smoking? Yeah. You know, we're going to keep coming back to this, but the retinoids, again, mm-hmm. I think they're pretty much the best anti-aging ingredient we have there. And there's so many papers on it, scientific papers. It's not marketing. It's not, you know, the latest thing. It's not a trend. And people don't write about it because it's not yeah. new and exciting, but it is such the foundation of a good anti-aging regimen. And a lot of people can't do the prescription ones. So, you know, there's a lot of over-the-counter retinols now. and the different. Yeah, well, different is over-the-counter. That's a true retinoid. But even if you can't tolerate the oh, different, okay. like there's lots of retinols over-the-counter. Neutrogena makes one. Rock makes one. There's natural brands that make one. My Shell makes one, which is a natural brand. Um, So there's, you know, there's, I I think if you can't tolerate a retinoid or, you know, uh, your skin's too sensitive, use a retinol. I think that's important. What's the difference? Um, So retinol is vitamin A. It's the Mm -hmm. natural form of vitamin A, if you will. Um, A retinoid is um, retinoic acid. It's just a different form of that. And it's a little bit more, um, penetrates a little more deeply in the skin, which is good and bad. It's more irritating, so not everybody can tolerate it. And I have them use a good retinol instead of a retinoid, you know, uh, or... um, yeah. And then besides the sunscreen, I'm a I'm a big believer in antioxidants topically too. So, you know, my regimen is in the morning I wash my face with water, I use an antioxidant and I put my Elta MD on and at night I wash my face with a mild cleanser. I use my my version of Retin-A and then I moisturize on top. And what antioxidants are doing is um, they are protecting your cells from damage from pollution from mm. any kind of um environmental um any environmental bad thing let's put it that way for you including the sun by the way you know so if you use an antioxidant and you get some sun you're going to do better than than if you didn't put the antioxidant on and there's lots of antioxidants you know vitamin c is the most commonly seen but they're not all good quality so you have to be Mm -hmm. careful green tea is one white tea is one pomegranate acai frankincense i mean we can go on and on there's a lot of them but i really you know so i think the foundation of a good anti-aging is sunscreen antioxidants and a retinol type thing do you have an antioxidant that you recommend or sell in the office yeah i i am the line I use in my office is Neil's Yard Remedies, which is from England, and it's an organic line, and I love the company because it's a very ethical company, and uh, it doesn't have parabens, and they're gluten-free, and they don't test on animals, and, like, yeah. it's a great line. Yeah. And um, I I love the frankincense um, intense serum. I love frankincense. I think it's a great anti-aging ingredient. Um, and I use a lot of rosehip seed oil as well, which I'm into as well. There's a question about that. Yeah. Cool. She approves. Okay. <laughs> Another question that we got about aging this was from an older listener and she was asking about you know many questions about skin changing with age and aggregating in different areas of the body Uh and ways that that they don't want what are some things so other than just the face what are some things that that they can do about that do you mean getting like loose skin in other parts of the body so yeah Yeah. she said she had she said not seeing muscle tone that's there because the skin is yes 
this happens a lot to people who've had babies. It's like they lose the weight and they're in good shape, but they have this this redundant skin. Um, redundant skin is really hard to deal with, and I don't think we're up to snuff yet. Just like cellulite, it's like there's the holy grail. There's like cellulite and there's that loose skin. There are some skin tightening machines um, that use ultrasound or radio frequency waves that do help tighten the skin. They're not like, oh my God, amazing yet. Right. I think we might get there, um, but they're, you know, skin tightening machines, if it's a fat issue and not a skin looseness issue, there's machines now to get rid of fat. You know, um, Cool Sculpt is one, Sculpture is one. So we are making, you know, body contouring is a kind of the next big thing. And so they've made a lot of um, advances in some of these machines, but I will say loose skin is tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Good to know there. Any before we leave aging and move on to the next little topic, any other aging things that you feel like you missed or you want people to know about in any age group? You know, um, patients often say, when should I start doing X? When should I start doing filler? When should I start doing Botox? And I will say this. Um, I'm not a pushy person. Like, I... You know, some some dermatologists or some people in the cosmetic sphere, you know, patients come to them, and if you make someone feel bad, they do more. And I think it's such mm. a terrible thing, yeah. you know, because I want patients to feel good about themselves when they yeah. leave my office. Um, I do encourage people who ask me about it to do Botox sooner rather than later. And I have so many patients in your age group that I'm doing it that are doing it. And I'm kind of thrilled because Botox is preventative, mm. and filler is not preventative. It's just going to fill what you're missing. Okay. But Botox is actually preventative because Botox, what it does is it paralyzes the muscles that are making the wrinkles when you move. They're mm. called dynamic wrinkles. Okay. So if you soften the movement, and notice I don't say stop the movement because I don't like a frozen face yeah. on anybody, especially a young woman. Um, you know, uh, you can prevent the lines from getting worse, you know. So I would say in some things I feel like young women are going overboard and in some things I don't think they know that it's good to start earlier rather Mm. than later because especially if you start early, you don't need a lot. And so it costs a lot less than what some people might think, you know. And so, so I have a lot of patients now between 25 and 30 that are doing Botox and they're not crazy and they don't want to look crazy. They just want to prevent. It's preventative. And we, oh. I call it preventative Botox yeah. because, you know, it just, if you lessen the movement, you'll lessen the lines. I'd never even, Botox was something I would just kind of thought that like. It was for your mom. Joan Rivers did too much right. and it right. was like that. And right. I never knew that it was. You know, it's like everything. To- if it's done artfully and judiciously, um, it's. It's yeah. great. It I just Botox like myself today. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it hasn't. Run, it hasn't come in yet. <laughs> oh, okay. it, give me five to seven days. No, yeah, but well, it's, I guess it's just like yeah. dyeing my hair. It's like the hair dye isn't like the best thing for my hair, right. but also it's fun and it's like not the worst either. And yeah, like and it makes you fine. right. You it know, makes me feel good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes patients come and they're like, "I got a little sun," and I'm like, "You know, you're not smoking crack in an alley. Yeah. Like, get over. Give yourself a break. You yeah. know." So live life. What about vitamin D being mm-hmm. good for us? It is good for yeah. us. and um, But I think people overestimate how much sun they need to make enough. I mean, basically, if you live in where we live in New York, I think it's something like 15 minutes twice a week on the arms. That's oh, all you wow. need to make enough. So it's not and, – and tanning beds, by the way, don't increase vitamin D because that's UVA, and that doesn't yeah. increase vitamin D. It's UVB that increases it. So um, you need probably less sun than you think yeah. um, to make enough vitamin D. The darker your skin is, the more sun you need to make enough vitamin D. 
I tend to supplement in the winter and don't supplement in the summer when yeah. I'm just outside walking around right. a lot more. And I, I feel just like in the last couple of weeks when it's so cold, I'm definitely not getting that. Yeah, you're not. Minutes, That's right. Nobody is. And you know, and I I will tell people to supplement two thousand units of vitamin D three a day if they're nervous about it. Yeah. Most primary care doctors now are checking vitamin D, so you'll know if you're low if you yeah. know you go to the doctor. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Okay. So another thing that we had were a lot of questions about misconceptions. Can you shed some light on major skincare misconceptions on the market? Anything? I think we've already covered a couple, but how to kind of cut through the fog of the skincare marketing and simplify a healthy skin practice. Is there anything that you feel like we should cover that's a misconception that you want to clear up out there? Yeah, I think, first of all, as people are doing way too much, they think they need seven steps to have healthy skin. And truthfully, I think often the less you do, the better your skin is. You know, um, and a lot of my patients have found that as well. Um, You know, the internet is a wonderful thing and a terrible thing. I think in terms of skin, the problem is that people are taking all this advice from people that don't really know yeah. a lot and people want to sell things. And so it's always a way to you know market the newest thing. Yeah. So I think I think staying away from trends that are not proven is probably being skeptical, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm very into natural products. There's a lot of products out there now that claim to be natural and are really not and you need to educate yourself and read labels. Um, the Environmental Working Group is a nice um, yeah. resource for that. I'll link to that. Yeah, that's it's it's very good. They don't test the products is the only thing I don't like about mm-hmm. them. So, you know, like sunscreens, they might rate them for safety, but they're so goopy and gross, no one would ever use right. them. So that's my, my only issue with them, but I think they do a good job in making people aware of ingredients and things like that. Um, other misconceptions out there. Um, hmm... Let me think. I, I think more it's like jumping on the latest bandwagon. The other thing that drives me a little crazy is my friend said, mm. it's like, who's your friend? My yeah. friend uses. I'm like, but you're not your friend. Right. You know? And the um, same thing with diet and food. Yes, and totally. Like, Absolutely. There's so much out there. That's right. The fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry in the yes. diet industry. Yes. That thrives on us to make money. Right. And then you'll, body diversity exists. And Correct. Skin is Diversity different. exists. Correct. Yeah. And I think we just need to realize that you know, what works for somebody isn't going to work for us, and, like, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, um, yeah, I would say just be very skeptical of trends, you know, I I think is kind of an important thing, you know, to do. And I I hate to say this, but be skeptical of celebrity endorsements, because, you know, those come from being paid. So you just, again, I'm not saying it's a bad product if a celebrity endorses it, but just be skeptical and make, you know, make up your mind for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Okay, we got a lot of questions about winter skin. Yes. Dry skin. Yes. Is coconut oil good for that? Yes. So many questions there. Um, I'll just let you, then one is kind of related to that, but I'll just let sure. you go with that first. Um, I like coconut oil because almost nobody is allergic to it. Um, I just don't love smelling. I feel like I smell like a pina colada if mm. I put coconut oil. Um, ingredients I like for dry skin, I love shea butter. Um, I love glycerin. Those are probably, you know, and, and oils. Those are like my three go-to um, not mineral oil, I mean natural oils. Those are my three go-to ingredients for uh, dry skin. So usually I'm using a moisturizer on my body that has at least two, if not all three of those ingredients. And, um, you know, the best time to put them on is right when you get out of the shower, your skin's a little damp. Um, 
I think a humidifier sometimes is very helpful because the air is so dry in our apartments in New York City mm-hmm. um, or any place you have heat to really. Yeah. Um, so I think a humidifier is helpful, and I usually recommend one that has a HEPA filter, which filters out the like um, molds and fungus and stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of a believer in internal moisture uh, moisturizer, and that's what I think fish oil is. Mm-hmm. So I find when I take fish oil. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't take it every day. I forget. But when I take fish oil internally, my skin is much less dry. And it makes sense because about a third of the outer layer of our skin is essential fatty acids. So if you're not getting enough essential fatty acids, your skin is going to be dry. So um, I, you know, in the winter, I really try to take fish oil more because I think I eat less fish. But also uh, because I just find my skin is much less dry. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, we got a lot of questions yeah. on rosacea, yes. eczema. These are things that I haven't struggled with, yeah. but I want to make sure we talked about. Sure. So any tips for those issues? This person specifically asked, can LED facials address broken capillaries in the face? So I think that has to do with Ro- rosacea. Yes. Okay. So LED facials will be um, anti-inflammatory, but they will not do anything for capillaries. Okay. If you want to treat the capillaries, you need an actual laser, um, either a KTP laser, which is what I use, or a pulse dye laser. Um, But no, the LED facials will not get rid of broken capillaries. They may, however, make you look less diffusely red. Okay. Um, Rosacea is a huge topic and a really interesting one because there's a whole spectrum. I, for most of my rosacea patients, um, I think there's a big gut rosacea connection. Mm. And for most of my rosacea patients, I'm having them tested for SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth, because it seems that if your gut is not in balance, rosacea is much more common or much worse in people who have it. So I would say if you have rosacea, look at your gut. Um, I recommend probiotics for everybody with rosacea, and I usually am getting them tested for SIBO. which is a breath test. It's not scary to have done. Okay. Um, so, but the LED facials won't help the capillaries. Okay. Um, eczema is a, another huge topic yeah. and it's such a nightmare. Um, there's many, many kinds of eczema. Um, my supplements, my go-to supplements for eczema sufferers are vitamin D, because if you're low in vitamin D, it seems like eczema is worse. And the studies have not been totally definitive with um with fish oil and eczema, some studies show it helps, some studies show it doesn't. Um, I usually will put people on um, fish oil with an omega-6 fatty acid added called GLA, which I think is very good for uh, people. Uh, most omega-6 fatty acids are not very good. We get too much of them. Yeah. But uh, GLA is specifically one that I think is very good for skin. I should mention, um, for people with eczema, besides doing all the Western medicines, um, I, I often refer them to acupuncturists, mm-hmm. and same as for acne, for people who don't want to do, I think acupuncture is pretty amazing, um, and for people who don't want to do, for people who don't want to do, um, you know, pharmaceutical interventions. Um, but um, for eczema also, um, keeping your skin barrier intact is very important, and that's where the fish oil comes in, and also really good moisturizers, um, you know, with the ingredients that we already discussed. Cool. The best oil for eczema skin, I should mention, and this was actually looked at in studies, is sunflower oil. And that happens to be an honest body oil, which is actually a very nice product. Um, Olive oil is not good if you have eczema for your skin. It actually uh, is not good for your skin barriers because a lot of people think olive oil is really good for you. It is internally, but it's not good to put on your skin if you have eczema. Cool. A lot of really good tips. Okay. Before I ask you the final question, I think we can just like maybe get through like two more sure. from, from the group. So 
This one is, does she love Moringa for skincare? Uh-huh. What Moringa do you think oil. of? Uh, I don't have a ton of experience with it. I'll okay. be honest with you. Um, I think all plants have antioxidants. They make them to protect themselves mm -hmm. from the sun or from, you know, so um, that's why plants are, you know, our source of antioxidants for the most part because they make these things. Um, so I don't, I can't say I love Moringa or I hate yeah. Moringa. It's, I think she was you know, talking about it internally. Oh, like internally. Uh, I, I can't say I have an opinion on it. Yeah. I'll be okay. honest. Yeah. And then what about grass-fed collagen? Uh -huh. um, she talks about how she embarked on an experiment and she was a vegetarian for 30 years but then started regularly taking collagen and started to see great softness in her skin and it helped her a lot. So what are your thoughts on collagen and skin? Yes. Um, this is a big uh, This is a big. Question: um, Collagen is a very large molecule, and is and there's many many different kinds of collagen. And I think it's, I think collagen that you ingest does not get to your skin. I think it's broken mm. down by stomach acids and stuff like that. That being said, um, people I do trust. Such a trend right now. It is a big trend right now. These yeah. collagen drinks. I don't know if it came out of you know Japan, but that being said, some um, some complementary practitioners that I know whom I really respect. Uh, really are a fan of a hydro hydrolyzed collagen for joint health, you know, okay. like if you've had any. Um, and the one that's been recommended to me, I think it's called, oh gosh, I think it's called like Grassy Acres or Grass Acres. Listen, if she thinks her skin is softer, go for it, yeah. right? Like she, if she's not harming yeah. herself, do I recommend collagen drinks? No, I think this is a trend and I think it's marketing. Yeah, but also like if the placebo works, like the placebo works. So. Exactly, <laughs> and if the placebo works and you're not doing yourself harm, yeah, you know, great. And, and the placebo effect is very, very yeah. real, you know, and um, so go, f you know, go for it. But I yeah. don't really recommend them. I don't drink them myself. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, what is your favorite part of your, your job and your, your life right now and everything you do working with oh. people? You know, uh, not good. I have a good life. You know, I, I'm, I'm married to a really great man, and um, we've been married 15 years, and I have 12-year-old wow. twins, and I love them. Oh, I and uh, they were twins. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, and I finally feel that I've found some balance between work and, and home and stuff. You know, it's interesting um, what you said about going to the dermatologist and someone was mean. You know, the joy of my job is my patients, you know, and um, it's, they make fun of me because I'm very Jewish mothery. I'm like, do you have love in your life? You know, and, you know, I take a lot of pleasure in, in knowing people for a long time and, yeah. you know, seeing them. Some I just see once a year for a skin cancer screening. Some I see more often. Um, some I see through hard times. Some I see through, you know, through good times and I think it's 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 a real privilege to be a physician and, and get to um you know get to be taken into someone's confidence and yeah. and entrusted and, and and I I want people to feel cared for you know I think that's the most important job that we do as physicians and with changes in medicine it's becoming harder to do yeah. um because of time pressures but I I really you know I think if you leave a doctor and you feel cared for, that's such an, a great feeling. Me as a patient, I feel it too when yeah, I go to somebody really sure. good. And you feel it when it's not that way, like I talked about. It's terrible, yeah. And I've been through that also, and yeah. it's terrible, you know. And um, so I, I really, uh, you know, I, I really in general love what I do. Um, 
sometimes, you know, what, what saddens me is that I think a lot of choice, a lot of um, decision making is getting taken out of the hands of, you know, doctors. And it's hard for us to do what's best for our patients sometimes because of insurance. Well, you and, and Yeah. You know, and, um, and costs have gone up so much for patients. You know, that makes me feel bad. But um, no, but I, I really, you know, it's interesting. Even if I've had a bad day, I go home and I, I feel like I can genuinely say I helped at least one person that yeah. day. And that's really important to me. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be important for everybody. It is important to me and I yeah. get that from my work and I'm very thankful. Yeah. Oh, you can feel that, all of that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I know it's a you pleasure. have to run to get to some fun things with your family. Yes. So I could ask you a million more questions. <laughs> we might have to do this again. Today. We might have to do it again. <laughs> this is my first podcast. Oh, I'm very okay. excited. I'm joining like the Yay. 2018. Amazing. Yes. Cool. So I'm well, very excited. You, well, this was great. And as you know, the name of this podcast is Let It Out. Yes. So when I offer that to you to let it out is there anything that you want to let out in 2018 that you want people to know about or that you feel like you missed in everything we shared did I ring you dry for all of your wisdom (laughs) um I think like I said women you know be nicer to yourselves um give yourselves a break you know don't aim for perfection it's believe me I was like that in my 20s and really when I just let go it was much better my big thing in 2018 is I'm going to start try to start a meditation practice, which cool. I think would do me a lot of good because I'm yeah. an anxious person. Um, but you know, find something that gives you joy, and uh, and and don't be uh, don't be scared of feeling joy and pleasure, mm, and don't yes. feel guilty about them. Yes, well said. We talk so much about body image and being okay in the world as a woman and in your body, and we've never really disgusted in terms of skin and yeah. so I loved what you shared today about it's really the same things as I'm always talking about with you know anti-dieting and, right. and letting go of all that dogma and yeah. just learning to be okay with ourselves and eat intuitively and it's really the same thing with your skin of yes. like throwing away I talk about throwing away the scale and I think yes. throwing away those magnetic mirrors and yes. the harsh lighting and the three-way mirrors yes really the same thing so I think this was a great episode and well, thank you so much I really appreciate your opinion of me to have you on All right, you guys, that was my episode with Dr. Fishman. If you want information about anything you heard in this episode, Amanda and I took copious notes on everything she said. We have links to everything. So go to the show notes. That way you don't have to stop while you're driving. And, well, you've already listened, so hopefully you haven't. Use the show notes. Everything you need is there for you, as well as some info on the things I mentioned at the top of the show. So... Check out my friend Jessica Mernan's course on endometriosis. If you know anyone who struggles with painful periods, or maybe you yourself do, please check out her program. I love her so much, and I'm just so happy to talk about it here. So the link to that's in the show notes. It supports the podcast if you click through my link. Also, if you want more info on Vaginal Kung Fu, Kemanami's course, link is in the show notes. And thank you so much to Splendid Spoon. It's my friend Nicole's amazing company. They deliver wholesome, good-for-you soups mostly, but also smoothies and nourishing plant-based bowls that come to you directly each week. You can choose a plan and the meals that work best for you and your dietary and lifestyle needs. They combine the power of plants and the science of slow cooking and nutrient bioavailability into a formula that easily fits into your daily life. I love this blended spoon crew and they also provide for you a weekly meditation and intention and wellness tips and lifestyle hacks 
from their crew who I love, which includes their founder, Nicole. They also, they're just great, you guys. I have them in my refrigerator. I have them in my freezer at all times. I don't feel safe in the world if I don't because I might come home and be hungry and not know what to do, but I have Splendid Spoon there and I highly recommend you get some in your freezer ASAP. Go to splendid.to slash letitout20. That's splendid.to slash letitout20 and this will get you $20 off your first order or $20 off any of the plans. Also, thank you this week to Cara Vitamins. You know Cara Vitamins because you heard me talk about them at the beginning, but honestly, I love them. If being healthier is one of your top resolutions this year, 2018 is upon us. We are well into it. It is halfway through January, so if you want to feel on top of your goal to feel energized and stay focused and tackle all of your goals outside of wellness in 2018, Maybe care of is just the solution for you. It makes it easy to stick with your goals by being healthier and having to figure out what to take can be a lot. But care of takes the guesswork out of choosing the right supplements and vitamins for you. They make sure your body is getting all the nutrients it needs to keep you doing the activities that you love. Vitamins can fill important gaps in your body that it might be missing in your diet or your lifestyle and give you that extra boost where you need it. All you do is you go to their website, takecareof.com, you take a quick quiz that asks you questions about your health goals, your lifestyle, and from there, it curates recommendations for you that are based on clinical research, traditional medicine, with input from doctors and nutritionists. I love them. They even offer vegan and vegetarian capsules and options. It's like having a one-on-one with a nutritionist without ever having to leave your house. Okay, here's what you do. You go to takecareof.com and you enter the code Katie at checkout after you take your quiz and that gets you 50% off of your order. 50% 50% off your order, guys. That's half off. Takecareof.com. Enter the code Katie, K-A-T-I-E. Okay, we did it. We did the sponsors. I love them. I'm so grateful for them. And now I get to tell you who's coming up on the show next week. Here's the thing, guys. I was going to tell you someone, but honestly, I'm not quite sure who it's going to shake out to be. So I'm going to just tease to you a couple people who are coming up on the podcast. I have my friend Dini who is a writer and one of the coolest people that I know. She wrote this beautiful column for the New York Times Modern Love column. And I had such a great conversation with her earlier in the year. I had a great conversation with Danielle and Whitney, the founders of Sakara Life. And they just surprised me with how wonderful they were. I knew they would be cool, but man, they were really cool. Loved that conversation. There's so many great ones coming up. I have a conversation about sex and sexuality, and there's just a lot more, more favorites episodes coming up. I don't know what next week's going to be yet, but I can tell you it's gonna be good because I have so much content on my computer right now, I don't even know what to do. And I'll let you know this right now too. We're going to be taking a break between seasons at the end of February, just for three weeks, so don't freak out. And during that time, I'm going to be completely redoing some things. Some really big changes are going to be happening with the podcast. Don't freak out. Again, they're really good. I have a lot of new ideas and new things I want, new everything from new music to a new 
album cover, a new website, and I just need some time to work on that. So we're going to come back better than ever, but until then, I have a lot of great episodes that will be released. I love you guys. I'm so grateful that you are still listening to me rambling right now. And the emoji for this episode is the siren light, that red siren light, because it reminds me of a big pimple, which is how I found Dr. Fishman. And like I said at the beginning, I have one cooking on my chin. So if you guys could send me that, you know, siren and be like, oh, I hope your chin is great because hopefully I'll be able to tell you on Instagram. I'm at Katie Dalebout, by the way. Message me, direct message me, whatever you want to do. Comment on everything, whatever. Just let me know that you're still listening because it makes me feel less alone. And therefore, when I feel less alone, I'm less likely to pick my face, which I really don't want to do because it's just so uncomfortable. I, I don't want to have a picked face, and I really hope that this pimple on my chin goes away. It just makes me uncomfortable because I feel it all the time and I think about it. And hopefully by the time we talk next on the internet, in the Facebook group, on Instagram, wherever, I can be like, you guys, it's gone, and I didn't pick it, and everything's fine. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend, or, you know, whenever you're listening to this podcast. I am excited. Nick is coming to visit this weekend. So I get to pretend like I'm a tourist whenever he's here and I pretend like it's vacation. I'm so excited. Nick is my boyfriend. If you're new to this podcast, we are in a long distance relationship and I am just really excited. Okay. I love you guys and I'll talk to you later. Bye.